BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, so you guys know I am all about doing everything that I can from bed. I live in bed. I work from bed. And all of this has gotten so much better with Buffy bedding. You guys know I'm also super picky about the products that we bring into our home. Everything has to be sustainable and safe. So of course, that extends to our bedding because that is what we are sleeping on. That's what we're breathing in every single night. I love our Breeze sheet set from Buffy. It keeps us cool throughout the night. That feels amazing. They're softer than normal sheets. I've also noticed myself sleeping better, which is a huge deal for a notorious insomniac like myself. And I will also say that Jonathan is also obsessed. Their fabric is made from eucalyptus, so it is naturally cool to the touch. It is more breathable than cotton or linen and is perfect for people who get hot, like myself, while they are sleeping. They've been named the best bed sheets of 2023 by Glamour and Architectural Digest. And of course, we have a code for you. Go to Buffy.co and use the code BALANCED for 25% off your first order. That is Buffy.co, promo code BALANCED for 25% off. Upgrade your bedding with the Breeze Sheet Set by Buffy. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Today is episode 333, which is an angel number episode. So of course, we had to do a solo, but not only is it an angel number episode, we also have our angel number merch that launched today, and I'm so excited about it. So you can shop all of my favorite angel number merch. We have t-shirts, we have hoodies, we have mugs, and we have put so much love into these designs. I'm so excited for you guys to check them out. You can shop at the link in our show notes or at shopdearmedia.com. We will also do a giveaway. So stay tuned for the end of this episode because I will tell you all about how you can enter. But I couldn't believe that by coincidence, literal coincidence, although there are no coincidences in this world, that our angel number merch that we've been working on for a long, long time behind the scenes was launching 
today when I was doing a solo episode for episode 333. So you know, my angel number is 201. So we have a 201 t-shirt with a 201 manifesto on it, which is all about being at the right place in the right time, angel frequencies, all the things that we're into on this podcast. And then we also have a T that says, this is your sign that has all the angel numbers arranged on the back of the T. And then we have an angel number hoodie and an angels are always with you mug. I'm so excited. So again, the link is in the show notes. Anything that you do to support the show or the merch means the world to me. We are a small business up in here and all of these ideas pretty much come back to myself and my tiny little team. So all of the support that you send our way is so noticed. I can't wait to see you rocking this merch. It is my favorite, favorite merch that we've ever released for the show or for my brand ever. I feel like we've really up-leveled with this one. It's really taken it to a whole new level and up a few notches and it's for everybody. So our last launch was Spiritual Moms Club, which was just for the mamas. And I know a lot of you are not moms. This is for everybody, everybody, everybody. It makes an amazing gift. The hoodies are so buttery soft. The t-shirts are this beautiful gray color. You can see photos on my Instagram. I'm just so excited for you to check it out. And also, welcome to today's solo episode. We are going to do a Q&A today. And it's been an interesting week. Let me tell you, it has been a funky week. I have been in the hospital. I've been out of the hospital. I've been back in the hospital. And thankfully today I am home. I have a burst of energy and I can't even tell you how good it feels to have energy like this for the first time in probably two weeks. So what I've been dealing with is some major abdominal pain. We've looked into all the regular culprits like appendix, kidneys, gallbladder, and they haven't been able to find anything yet. So I'm seeing a gastrointestinal doctor this week and just send good energy and good vibes my way. I'm not one of those influencers who doesn't want advice from their listeners or their following. I do want advice. I just have to also preface it by saying it can be overwhelming. And that's why I haven't necessarily been able to get back to everybody, but I'm reading your messages. I'm reading your emails and your comments on the blog and everything has meant the world. So that's enough about that. I just wanted to update you guys because that's what these solo episodes are all about. But what I really wanted to do today was get into a Q&A and not just any Q&A. I wanted to make this one rather interesting, rather juicy and a little bit different. So I'm going to be going through the questions that you sent through Instagram and I'm just going to pick all the ones that I know I haven't answered before. I'm going to pick the ones that are a little off the beaten path or extra interesting or particularly vulnerable or things that I just know people really want to know. And sometimes there's questions that I avoid because they're personal or intimate or what have you. But today we're just going to lay it all out there because why not? You guys are my besties from all over the world. And with that, let's get into our first question. And like I told you, 
These are going to be different, juicy, and off the beaten path. So the first one is, have you ever had any guests on the show that were rude and or so rude that you couldn't release the episode? And honestly, you guys, the answer is yes. (laughs) Mostly everybody who I have on, because I'm so picky, has been so kind, so humble, so wonderful. But once in a while, and I've been doing this for almost seven years, once in a while, somebody will come on and they will blow me away with how uninterested they are, how rude, and just overall, it kind of seems like they don't want to be here. And sometimes I've written that off as people who just don't really understand what a podcast is. But then I realized, you know what? These people, they have to understand. They're coming on a podcast, whether they pitch themselves or someone on their team pitch them to come on the show. They've got to know they're here for a reason and that people are going to listen to this conversation. So one person, and I'm not going to name this person by name, although I wish I could, is a very, very well-known doctor, kind of like a functional medicine doctor in the space, written a lot of books, has a lot of bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers, all the things. This person came on the show probably about six years ago. I know that I was still living in my old apartment because I was sitting on my old couch with Hudson when Hudson was a kitten interviewing this doctor. And I was so excited to have this person on. I just couldn't even wait because I had been admiring their work for so long. And when they came on, I could tell that they were texting. (laughs) They were emailing. Like I could hear this person typing. The typing was so loud while I was asking him the questions. And this was virtual. So virtual, there's a lot of reasons why I don't do virtual episodes anymore, but that one was virtual. And I could just tell that he was treating me like I was just a patient of his. Well, hopefully he would be treating his patients better than this, but he had no interest in being on the show. He had no understanding that people are going to listen to this. You're going to look like an asshole. And then he started talking to people who would walk into his office. It's like he didn't even let them know, hey, I'm on a podcast He was like having multiple conversations at once while he was on my podcast. So needless to say, I didn't release that interview and he had a huge team. He had so many assistants and people working for him and publicists and they kept reaching out to ask when's the episode coming out. And I remember having to tell them, you know what, this just didn't turn out very well and it's not going to be released. If he wants to come back on, he's welcome to come back on. And I didn't hear from them again. So that was an interesting one, but my integrity is high and my standards are high and I'm never going to release an episode, no matter how famous or well-known the guest is that I don't think is going to influence your life in a positive way. And that was just the thing. Like, I could have released it. It would have been a cool person to have on my portfolio. But then I thought, what will my audience get out of this? This is just so challenging to listen to. Then I have released a couple episodes that I didn't really want to release, but I also kind of had to because they were recorded. And I felt like even if this wasn't my favorite conversation, it will still impact the audience in a positive way. And usually that's kind of hit or miss, but inevitably at least a handful of you will usually say to me, you know what? That guest was really rude to you. They talked over you. It was uncomfortable. I didn't like that. And then I always just learn from the experience. And I just think 
if I feel that way, typically my audience is going to sense that something was also a little bit off. And I just try to keep this space as positive and life-changing as possible. But yeah, there have been many, many handfuls of guests over the seven years that have just been disappointing. And something that I will say is that I really notice this in people who have risen to the top, who are at the top of their field, like the most well-known people, the most famous people that I've had on the show. They are always so humble, so kind, so incredible to me, to my team, to their team. They post the show on their stories when it comes out. They're just really professional and wonderful and they go above and beyond. And you can see why they're at the top of their field. And then there are people who think that they're at the top of their field and they feel like they are really famous. Like they have, because they of course have some notoriety. Maybe they have a few million followers or maybe a few hundred thousand followers and it has gotten to their head and they come on the show and usually they're wonderful, but sometimes they leave and I can just tell this person has lost all of their humility. And sometimes I never hear from them again. They kind of act like they're too important to promote the episode or the show, which by the way is never a requirement and it's kind of just a proper etiquette. So like I never hear from them again. They kind of act like they're too big for their britches. And then I realize this is probably why this person hasn't actually risen to the very top of their field. Their ego took over or they're just not giving back to people in the same way that they would like to be treated. So I try to always remember that. And I've learned a lot from all of these experiences over the years, because if I do say yes to going on someone's podcast, I want to give them my all and I don't ever want to make them feel like I'm too important to be there or I'm too important to share it with my audience. And I can thank those more egocentric guests for showing me how that feels on the opposite end. And that being said, I don't go on a lot of podcasts. I think you guys typically know this about me because I know that I don't have a lot of energy to give in that area. I save my energy for this podcast and for things that I feel are super aligned because I don't want to half-ass anything that I do. And now I'm just on a tangent, but hopefully that makes sense. Okay, so something that everybody should know about me at this point is that I am obsessed with AG1. AG1 is the foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I first gave AG1 a try because I am a new mom and I did not have a lot of energy. So I really wanted to up my energy levels and I also wanted to give my body the nutrition that it craves. I wanted to know that I was covering all of my nutritional bases. You probably know AG1 from Instagram because everybody drinks it, everybody shares it because it is just that good. It is an amazing blend of foundational nutrition that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support your whole body health 
It replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. Since I've been drinking it, I've noticed more energy. My skin has improved. My digestion has improved. And I really needed help in all of those areas. So if you want to take ownership over your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash blonde. That is drinkag1.com slash blonde. Check it out. Tell me your thoughts. We are going to talk about ketamine therapy. Ketamine therapy has changed my life. I have multiple episodes dedicated to all things ketamine therapy. So there is no quick fix for anxiety and depression. It's not about finding a new therapist, starting an exercise routine, meditating. That stuff can help. But sometimes what you really need is something that can unlock your brain, a new way of thinking and seeing the world, a whole new perspective. And that is what ketamine therapy can provide. I am so honored to talk to you today about Mind Bloom Ketamine Therapy. They are an at-home treatment service. And let me tell you, as someone who has done ketamine therapy many, many times, I highly recommend doing this at home in the comfort of your cozy space. Mind Bloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy. They have safely helped thousands of people overcome anxiety and depression. Unlike traditional talk therapy, ketamine works quickly and doesn't have the unpleasant side effects of traditional antidepressants. I just highly recommend it. You will not believe how much this can change your life and shift your perception of the world and overall give you the happiness that you deserve. Right now, Mind Bloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash blonde and use promo code blonde. Take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with Mind Bloom. Mindbloom.com slash blonde, promo code blonde. Okay, somebody asks an update on your anxiety meds and mental health. That is such a good question. So I have been so blessed to be sharing with you guys about my anxiety journey, specifically this year with this year since January being particularly challenging. I told you guys many, many solo episodes ago that I went on anxiety medication. I started taking Prozac at a really, really low dose and it completely changed my life. And I was very not anti-medication, but just so holistic that I didn't think anxiety medication was something that was going to work for me or be a part of my path. So I was blown away at how much it helped me. I was also humbled to my very knees at how much I needed it. I had suddenly just been in such a dark place, such a life-changingly terrible place earlier this year in January and February that I was willing to do anything to heal, to get better, to be able to function, to be the best mom and person, business owner that I could be. 
and I have been so pleasantly surprised at how much this very, very low dose of Prozac has affected me in such a positive way. I feel like not only was I able to get back on my feet and feel really functional and good and in my body and my skin again and just feel like I could take on the world again and became happier, but I also found new heights of myself that I didn't know were possible because I did not know that I was suffering from such an intense anxiety my whole entire life. I had never been on a medication like this. So I just thought this has to be normal. This has to be how people feel and people just deal with it. But after going on the medication, I realized this really was never normal to have my nervous system on such high alert 24-7 And because I started taking the medication, I've been able to understand myself for the first time ever and dig deep within myself to, like I said, reach new heights and uncover some past trauma and work through it in a way that I don't believe that I would have been able to without that buffer of the medication. So I would say I'm doing really well. I This is the first time in my life that I feel like I have lived not free from anxiety because I still feel that emotion all the time, especially as, as a highly sensitive person. But I don't feel like anxiety is blocking me from living my life anymore. I was so heavily disassociated because anxiety was keeping me from fully living my life. And that was also PTSD from chronic illness, but anxiety compounding on top of it. And because that's not happening anymore, I'm not disassociating anymore. And I have been able to accomplish so much this year, which has felt incredible. Not only have I been able to strengthen my intuitive gifts, which we will get into because you guys had some questions about that, but I have also written my entire book, my healing book. It's a memoir and self-help book that I've been talking about writing for eight years. And because I was so heavily disassociated and because the time wasn't right, it was harder to to write that book at that time. Well, I wrote the whole thing this year, starting in May, and I'm still going through many, many edits, but the framework for the book is there. And I have also been working on the book proposal and perfecting that. I have been creating a meditation platform that will hopefully be launching in October. We have a new merch line launching today. So yay to new TBB merch. I'm so excited. Check it out at the link in the show notes. It is angel number merch. And I have been so over the moon about this for a couple of years. And it has finally, finally come to life. And I've been able to be a really present mom and have so much fun with Atticus and so much fun with Jonathan. And our life this summer especially has been the happiest, most joyous time in my life. And I know that that has been made available to me because of all the work that I've done on my mental health. And I feel so good about it. So all of that being said, the big update here is that I have decided after so, so, so much back and forth and so much research, I don't think I've ever been so obsessed with researching a topic in my life, and that's saying a lot. I've decided that I am going to slowly wean off of the medication before we start trying to have another baby. And I share this with so much respect for what anybody chooses to do. I have so many friends, including some of my best friends in the world who have chosen to 
be pregnant on their anxiety medication or depression medication and it has been nothing but positive for them. But because I have always chosen to live such a holistic life and especially when I'm pregnant, a very natural life is what has always appealed to me. I just have decided to wean off of the medication because we do plan to try for another baby sometime soon, which which will bring me to my next question in a second. And this has come, yeah, this has come with so much back and forth. And I don't think there's any right or wrong decision. So if people are thinking about trying to get pregnant and they are on anxiety medication, I know there's plenty of options that are completely safe. And also they never know what the risks are. They just can't tell you. And so I've decided that I'm feeling stable enough to try to get off of it, to see what will happen and to really just focus on all the other tools in my toolbox. So if you're interested, please let me know. I would love to do a whole episode on weaning off of the medication and coping with anxiety in natural ways. Now, I haven't started this process yet, so I can't tell you yet what it's going to be like, but please send me good thoughts. I think it'll be an interesting journey, but my mantra every day is I am safe. I am loved. I am safe in every single emotion that I have, and I'm safe to feel my feelings. So that is a very personal question, especially because the last thing I would ever want to do would be to offend anybody who's making different choices than I am. We're all different. So we have to look at each of us very, very individually to make those kinds of big decisions. But if you're afraid of taking medication and you're not trying to get pregnant anytime soon, I would say try not to be afraid. It was such a good decision for me. Things can only make us fearful if we give them the power. And once I took the power out of it and gave the power back to myself, everything got so much better from there. So that brings me to my next question. I think I was asked over a hundred times in this one Q&A alone, do you want to have another baby? When do you want to have another baby, et cetera? (laughs) And the answer is yes, 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 yes. We want to have more kids. We at least want to have one more. I don't know if we'll have another. We've always wanted three, but I think taking it one child at a time is a really wise way to go about it. As a formerly very spontaneous and impromptu person with really, really lofty goals and ideas, I would have just said, yeah, I'm going to have like five kids. But now I understand after having one, I think just taking it one kid at a time is very wise. So something that I do know, and Jonathan and I definitely know this, is we want to give Atticus a sibling and we want to grow our family. And I just can't even imagine being lucky enough to have another little Atticus. And obviously this next child will be so different than Atticus too, but just a little Atticus sibling will be so special. And I can't wait for him to be a big brother. He's going to be an amazing big brother. So we're going to start trying soon. I don't want to say when because I'm changing my mind constantly. I also feel like the pressure that women have to have kids back to back is getting kind of out of control. I talked about this on the blog recently, like I love that people are wondering when we're going to have another baby because I love sharing my life with you guys. But I also just wonder why it's such a thing 
when someone has a child to start asking them when they're going to have another child. I don't think you have to have your kids back to back to be a typical family. My family, all the kids were very, very spread out and it ended up being just fine. So there's no one size fits all with this kind of stuff. And sometimes I think when people have kids too close together, there can be issues. The mother can have health issues because that can be very, very depleting on the body. There can be a lot of competition among the children. And again, there's no right or wrong. You just have to ask yourself with your particular family. And if you're the mom who's trying to get pregnant, your particular body, what does your body need? When I'm telling you depletion was the word for me of 2021 and 2022, that would be an understatement. And I think when it comes to Ayurveda, for example, they say waiting at least two full years from birth until the next pregnancy is wise. Sometimes they say three years and it really depends on the body. I'm not saying that any of this is what you have to do, but this is the kind of holistic advice that I take into account. And it makes sense. You want to revamp all of your amazing juju and energy inside of you to grow another life. So I'm just focusing on my health right now doing parasite detoxes, mold detoxes, getting back on some really good prenatals and supplements, doing all the testing of hormones and stool tests and all the things so that when we are ready to start trying, I can be confident that my body is in the best place it can be. Okay, so 10 years ago, exactly, I decided to launch TBV Apparel, my original clothing company, which has since transformed into TBB Merch, which we just relaunched today, which is so exciting. But when I started 10 years ago and I was a child, I was 22, didn't know what I was doing. I am so happy that I got started by finding Shopify. So Shopify makes it so so easy to launch a product, to create an audience. They are the e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. So whether you are an entrepreneur out of your literal garage, the way that I was when I was 22, or you are ready to IPO, Shopify is the only tool that you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle of so many other systems. So Shopify puts you in control of every single sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn your customers from browsers to buyers. And of course, we have a special deal for you. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash balanced, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash balanced to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash balanced. Enjoy. Okay, so something that you may or may not know about me is that I got my start in social media by helping Liquid IV run their social media. 
The company was founded by my best friend, Brandon Cohen, and I used to stand outside of Whole Foods with him and we would sell, actually give away packs of liquid IV and we would demonstrate to everybody who was walking by. It was so much fun. It was the beginning of my wellness journey and my wellness career. And now Liquid IV has absolutely blown up. I am so excited to be working with them. I'm also super excited because Liquid IV is now available in sugar-free, which we will discuss. So Liquid IV is the proper essential hydration that everybody's missing. They are the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Their hydration multiplier is the one product that you're missing in your daily routine. You can use it in the morning before a workout. When you feel run down in the afternoon, after a night out with friends or on long flights, with just one stick, you can hydrate real life two times faster than water alone, plus get essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes as leading sports drinks. I love the strawberry lemonade. I have always loved the lemon lime. Pina colada and watermelon are also faves. And there's so many vitamins. It's non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free. They also have a give back mission. Real people, real flavor, real hydration. Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code balanced at checkout. That is 20% off everything and anything when you shop hydration today using promo code balanced at liquidiv.com. Okay. On the topic of taboo questions, another question that I got is, are there any influencers or bloggers that you know in real life who you don't like or who are rude? I love that question. And that kind of came right after the question of, have I ever had any podcast guests who were rude? And being in the influencer world for all these years, of course, I have had a lot of experiences with influencers who are both amazing and other influencers who are not so amazing. And it kind of goes back to that theory that I shared in the beginning when I was talking about the podcast guests, that I have seen people who are truly at the top of their game, like millions of followers, best-selling authors, billionaires because of how well their companies have done, who are still humble, who are still down to earth, who are still kind, who still treat people like regular humans. And yeah, maybe they're a little guarded. Maybe they have boundaries. That's not a bad thing, but they're still kind. And then I've seen people who maybe have all of those things as well, or maybe they haven't quite reached that threshold yet. And they have all of the ego issues going on and arrogance. And I can feel that from a mile away. So being such a highly sensitive person in this industry, but also in any industry has definitely been a pro and a con, I would say, because the pro is that I usually know who for me to keep at an arm's distance, but the con has been, I have been screwed over so many times, especially in the beginning of being in this industry, which is when this industry really started back in 2013, 2014, even 2015. 
I had people who I thought were my dear friends. I would have called them my best friends. And that was just me being kind of naive, who definitely didn't have my best interest at heart and were either using me for my platform or their platform grew so much that they didn't think I was cool anymore. All these different things. And I had to learn the hard way that the influencing industry isn't that different from Hollywood. And in Hollywood and in this industry as well, there's a lot of people who are not in it for the right reasons. But I would say being in the wellness and spiritual space versus like the fashion influencing space has been mostly very good to me. I think mostly everybody who's in the wellness industry is very kind. I think part of the wellness world is like actually being a good person and being nice to people and knowing that karma is real and what goes around comes around. And so many of us have similar interests. So because we have similar interests, we've become really, really good friends. And I would say that that's true for many people. But then in the spiritual world, I don't even know. I think is the spiritual world sometimes even just wilder than the fashion influencing world. Because in the spiritual influencing space, which is a very niche space, but there are many, many people in it now, I think the spiritual ego has gotten out of control. And maybe that's something Krista and I will talk about when she comes on the show later this week, because I have met so many people over the course of my career who are very well known in the spiritual space, who are totally bullies, who have absolutely huge egos, who think that they're better than everybody else, who not only are not kind to other influencers, but are not kind to their own following or think that they're really too big for their britches. I've seen that happen time and time again. And because there's a lot of spiritual people who have done a lot of plant medicine, or maybe they've done meditations where they feel they've transcended reality, the more that you exist in a different reality, the more that you have to ground yourself in this reality to know that yes, you're very, very special, but being special doesn't make you better than everybody else. And I think even I had to learn this lesson. And thankfully, as a triple Libra with a Cancer moon, Aquarius rising, I was blessed in the sense that I don't think I tend to lean toward like being super egocentric. Thank God. I also try to always check myself and be really real with myself. But when I was doing a ton of plant medicine and was transcending this reality all the time and had first started channeling Pleiadians and I just felt super special and needed in this world, which was a good thing, but so special. I know that there was a part of me that was like, oh my God, the gifts that I have are so above and beyond what a lot of humanity experiences. And I could see how those types of feelings could really, really get to someone's head. Now, I have always checked myself and I've always known that being spiritual does not mean that, oh, you know all these things that other people don't know, so you're immediately better than them. Really, I just think as spiritual people, it's our duty to make the world a happier place, to make the world a lighter place, and to bring more light to the planet. So rather than like doing plant medicine or meditating and going to these alternate realities and then coming back and being like, oh, I can't co-mingle with other people anymore. It's really about coming back and sharing that light where people need it the most. And usually the people who need it the most are the people who haven't discovered 
that type of light yet. So again, I'm going off on a tangent, but that's what these episodes, these solo episodes are all about. Um, so yeah, some of the most wacky and not kind people that I've met in the influencing world are actually in the spiritual world, which is sad, but people who are truly spiritual, who are truly walking their walk and talking their talk, those are the people who I would trust with anything, who I would want to get a reading from or who I would go to if I needed something or if I was having a really hard time. Those are the people who are in their integrity and people who have really been through it all, I would say, who've kind of like seen it from all angles, they no longer are that way. So everybody who I am close to, who my friends are in this industry, people like Jenna and Lacey and Krista and Lily, people who have been on this podcast many, many times, they are in their highest integrity. They're walking their walk. The mediums who I call for advice, Marianne DeMarco, Nikki Novo, they are not in it for the fame. They're in it because they really want to help people. And so when it comes to friends and especially making friends in this industry, but just in life, I'm always looking for people who are genuine, who are not social climbers, who, yes, when we're together, we take pictures because I love taking a ton of pictures, but who are not there just to snap a photo with you. Lately, Jonathan and I have been really into hanging out with our friends on like Friday nights, Saturday nights, and not taking any pictures at all because it's not always about showing the world the climb with. It's about actually spending that time. And I think that that's really important. So Hopefully that tangent was interesting to you. Someone asks, how did you know when you were ready to have children? I love this question because there was definitely a point for me when I realized that I was ready to be a mom. And that time came when I was about 30. I think that's when we started trying to get pregnant. And I just remember looking around at my life and thinking, I love my life, but I'm a little bored. I'm a little bored with everything that I have going on. And I had a lot going on at that time. It was the beginning of the pandemic, right? So that was kind of a weird time. Or I guess it was like a year into the pandemic. But I had my marriage. I had my businesses. I had my friends. We were traveling, all sorts of fun things. But at some kind of basic core level, I felt like something was really missing. And I felt like I really wanted a little human to take care of. And it was just so obvious. It was like this whole feeling where I could feel Atticus's soul. I could feel his spirit coming in and telling me that I was ready to be a mom. I could feel my healthy body telling me it's time. You're healthy enough. This soul wants to come into the world and this soul is ready for you and Jonathan to be parents. But ultimately, the advice that I would give people is look at your life. How content are you? How would you feel if suddenly everything was upended and you didn't have time necessarily for yourself for a while or for everything that you do now? Like, are you ready for your life to be totally shaken up and to give yourself wholeheartedly to a being that's going to need you to take care of them completely and fully? And if you feel like you're ready for that or you could possibly be ready in 10 months because 10 months is a long time of pregnancy, then that's a really good question to ask yourself. 
but I truly felt bored. I felt like there's something missing in my life. I feel lonely when I wake up in the morning, which was weird. I felt lonely because I felt like his soul was supposed to be there with me. So that was a very spiritual feeling, but also a very tangible feeling. I felt like I had space for more. And right now, that's why I hesitate. Like, am I ready to try to have another baby? Because I don't have that feeling right now. I don't feel bored. If anything, I feel overwhelmed. But am I prepared to add another little angel to the mix? Yes, I am. Or at least I will be once we actually do start trying and with that 10-month buffer. But only you can answer that question for yourself. I think there's so many questions to ask yourself to know whether you're ready to have children or not. And on the one hand, I'm not sure if anybody is ever ready ever completely ready. Like it's always going to throw you for a loop. There's never going to be a perfect time. There's always going to be career ambitions and travels and things that you want to do, but you make it work. And when you become a parent, you just make it work and you see how that timing was perfect for you and for your family. But also see where you are with your partner. Are you in a really stable place with your partner? Do you feel like there's still a lot of things that you guys want to do together before you bring a child into the world? Because for me and Jonathan, we had been friends for so long. We were best friends before we started dating and before we got married. We went to Bali a bunch of times. We traveled the world. We had so much time, just the two of us. And it was really special and amazing. And on the one hand, I wish we could have had 10 more years of that. But also on the other hand, we knew that we were so solid that we could introduce a child into the mix. And also... I was so ready to see him be a dad and for him to see me be a mom. And we've just risen up to the next level together. And that's been so special. Okay, next question is all about my daily routine. And I will say I have my daily routine locked and loaded more than ever. I certainly wasn't doing this routine last week when I was sick. So certainly don't think that I'm perfect with this because I'm far from it. But when I'm really, really living the routine that works best for me, that's when my life tends to go the best. And I did it today. And I truly believe that's why I've been so productive today and why I have had so much energy. So I am a dolphin. And if you don't know what the sleep chronotype quiz is, you can just Google it, sleep chronotype quiz. It was created by a doctor, Dr. Michael Bruce. He's a sleep doctor. And so the chronotype is your body's natural disposition to be awake or asleep at certain times. There are bears, lions, wolves, and dolphins. And dolphin often has trouble following any type of sleep schedule. We're sensitive to sound, to the slightest noise. We are generally more productive in the late morning and early afternoon. We stay up late. We sleep in late, etc. So I know that I go to bed late and I don't put a lot of pressure on myself to wake up early. But Because for so long, I have been trying to give myself the utmost sleep because I have suffered from chronic illness and Lyme disease. I also realized that getting too much sleep or sleeping in too late was really kind of messing with my circadian rhythm. And this is a newer discovery because I previously thought the more sleep, the better. 10 hours of sleep, give it to me. But lately I'm realizing when I really was sleeping as long as my heart desired, 
I was actually way more tired and way more lethargic during the day. So my new thing is I'm trying to get up around eight, sometimes between 7.30 and eight. Atticus wakes up usually around 7.30, sometimes later because he is my child. So he's not waking at the crack of dawn. So this morning I woke up closer to seven because I heard Jonathan and Atticus awake. But let's just say between seven and eight. And when I wake up, I get my coffee I wasn't drinking coffee for a while, but I'm back on the coffee train now. And I also drink my athletic greens. So I get that good boost of greens first thing in the morning. And then I play with Atticus and I'm with Jonathan and we like to set an intention for our day together. If Atticus is with Jonathan in the morning, then I will meditate. And no matter what, I do a 30 minute meditation. Some of my favorite meditations are Joe Dispenza and also Yogi Brian. Yogi Brian can be found on Spotify. He's amazing. And I just love to set my day up on that tone. And then I journal. So some days I only have five minutes to journal. Some days I have like as long as I want and I will set intentions for the day. I will write my to-do list. I'll write what I'm grateful for. And I'll pretty much just write down my priority for the day. Then I have breakfast and this is important because I used to be someone who didn't prioritize breakfast because I'm not usually hungry in the morning. But then my blood sugar was getting all out of whack. I would be starving by lunchtime. I would be so out of it. So I prioritize breakfast now. And what I've been having every day is coconut yogurt. I love the brand Coco June. And I like to put fresh blueberries in there, sometimes some granola. I just love to get like the sugar-free granolas from Erewhon. Or this is really delicious. I will break up like a little bliss ball from Meet the Source or some kind of like healthy brownie, like no sugar because I don't really eat sugar, but just something really delicious like that and put it in the yogurt and make myself my own parfait. And I'll either do that or I will do a smoothie. And in my smoothie, I love all things chocolate. I love almond butter. I love banana, spinach, spirulina. That's usually my go-to. I have a lot of recipes on my blog. And then I start the day. And lately, I've been trying to front load my day with a lot more work so that later in the day, like 3 p.m., 4 p.m. rolls around, I can either work out or get offline and be really present with my family. And then in the evening, I am all about after, of course, having dinner as a family, we usually walk to the park before dinner and then putting Atticus to bed and doing our special routine with him. I love to either take a sauna or get in the bath and take a hot bath and kind of cleanse myself from the day. I have my special TBB candles, which you've probably seen on my Instagram lately. We're going to start selling those soon, but they're really my favorite thing. I will bring my red light in there. I have my loom box. I can put the code for that in the show notes. I just like to really set the scene to make everything very calm. My nervous system needs calm at the end of the day. So red light, overhead lights are off. I have candles. I have books. I take a sauna. It feels amazing. And then I will read on my Kindle. And lately I am so, so, so back into reading fiction. It is my vibe all the way around. I have read so many good fiction books lately. You can find all my favorites on my Amazon shop page. But I'll tell you, some of the ones I've read lately are called Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, Bunny by Mona 
Awad, I think I'm saying her name right. Bunny is one of the weirdest, most psychologically mind-bending books I've ever read. I'm not sure if a lot of people would like it or not because it's really dark. But if you like that kind of stuff, check it out. Like potential kind of like thriller, mental illness. Like you have to try to figure out what's going on the whole time. Very psychological, but very, very good and well-written. I also just read a book called The Circle by Dave Eggers. And it was kind of depressing because it was all about technology and how it's taking over our world. But it's a fiction book about a fictional company called The Circle and how they become this huge monopoly. And it's really interesting and really good. There's a follow-up book that I'll probably read. But right now I'm taking a break from that genre. Um, And I'm reading Johnny Carson's autobiography written by his lawyer, which is really, really good. And just more of like an entertainment kind of autobiography. Yeah. Something that's more light. And I've been reading for hours before bed. And then I really prioritize my sleep. So I take a liquid melatonin, which is my favorite. I take my Symbiotica magnesium. I use an eye mask. I turn my phone off at like nine and then I try to go to bed. And of course, Jonathan and I spend time together. We talk a lot at the end of the day. That's important to me. And then we do the whole thing all over again. That is currently my vibe. Okay. A heartful life says, how do you handle an obligation that drains you? Okay. This might be kind of a controversial response, but I do don't do things that drain me. Of course, sometimes I have to, like going to the doctor or going to the DMV. But if it is in my control, I do not do things that drain me. So you will not see me out at events unless they're hosted by some of my closest friends or there's something that I really, really want to do. You will not see me acquiescing to what other people want to do. You won't even see me at most bachelorettes or bachelor parties that I get invited to. I'm actually going to one this weekend, which will be really fun, but it's mostly because it is my friend who I love and also because it's going to be chill. We're doing a spa day. It's in Santa Fe. It's going to be really beautiful. But I will say something about me is that I do not commit to things that I don't want to do. If there's even one small part of me that is screaming out inside of me telling me, no, you don't have energy for this or this doesn't sound fulfilling, I just won't go. And that's something that I've learned the hard way because I've been a lifelong people pleaser and I have always put other people before myself and it has never worked for me. And when it doesn't work for me, it doesn't really do any favors to my family. And now that I'm a mom, I'm just so careful and intentional with my energy. So because I'm someone who doesn't say yes to a lot of things that drain me, for example, I don't really go on other people's podcasts. I also try not to put those expectations on other people. I definitely know where my energy is well spent and I'm a real friend person and I'm a real girl's girl and a people person. So I have my people who I prioritize. I have my best friends who I would never miss their birthday, their wedding, their engagement party, their anything. And so if I don't really put expectations on people, but those are the people who I know are going to show up for me and I'm showing up for them. I have no longer, I'm no longer trying to show up for just everybody and anybody because I used to be that kind of person and it left me with very, very little left over for the people who really were at the center of my life and 
right now, what I'm really focused on is myself, my husband, my baby, my brand, my family. And that feels really, really good because I just don't have all the energy to go around. So that's my controversial answer to that question. Mindfully, Ella says, no question, just loving your podcast and your honesty. Love your convos. Just keep them coming. That means the world. I'm really happy that you're here. I hope you're listening to this one. Okay, let's see here. M. Violet M. says, tell us more about the book. Okay, yes, I'm so excited because like I was saying earlier in the episode, I am finishing up my book. It is a self-help book and a memoir. You can think the modern day version of Louise Hayes. You can heal your life. And oh my God, I am so excited. I did everything pretty backwards. So I'm finishing the book and I'm finishing the book proposal and then I'm sending it off to my agent and we'll be sending it to publishers very soon. So I'm not sure when it's going to come out because publishers, they do have a longer timeline. If I could just release it on my own, I would release it as soon as it was finished, which is probably going to be in a couple months, but likely it's going to be a little longer than that. So just stay on your toes. And I'm so excited. I cannot wait to release this into the world. I truly feel like I got sick and had the demise of the century with Lyme, chronic illness, mold poisoning, and then mental health issues galore to come out on the other side and have a spiritual awakening that took me to the dark night of my soul, that shook me to my core and taught me so much that I now have to share with the world. And I do feel like this book is my life's purpose. It feels like my mission. Before I had written it, I felt anxious all the time because I felt like I was avoiding my mission. So now having written it truly just excites me to no end. And I'm so excited to get it in your guys's hands. So stay tuned. I know from any marketer's perspective, I probably shouldn't be talking about it so early because it's not even available yet, but I have never done things to the status quo. So as long as you promise you'll still be excited by the time that it comes out. I am so excited. I'm going to keep adding to it in the meantime. And I also see it as the beginning of a three-part kind of like trilogy because I have so many other things that I'm ready to write that are all about spiritual awakening as well as I am now working on a fiction book too. So this first book had to be born and be birthed into the world before I could then start focusing on the fiction. But there's a whole fictional world that lives inside of my head. And I've been thrilled to get that out on paper for like 10 years. And for anybody who doesn't know, before I had a blog, I was actually in school for creative writing. So The year that I started my blog, I also started grad school, a master's of fine arts program in creative writing in New York. And I was writing my thesis as a fiction book. So this is just like bringing me back to my roots. I know that being a podcaster is something that I love and will always do. But I also feel in my soul and in my heart of hearts, I am an author. And so stepping further and further into that feels so, so good. Okay. Somebody says, this is weird, but you're friends with Lana Del Rey? Question mark. Not weird at all. This is where we're answering all the juicy ones. So 
Lana Del Rey is amazing. I first found out that she was a listener of this podcast a couple years ago. She messaged me and I thought that I was being catfished because, of course, I couldn't believe that someone as iconic as Lana Del Rey was listening to this show. But she's very spiritual and she's very, very into the things that we are into, the things that we talk about here on this show. And since then, we have developed a friendship where we will talk every so often and I won't go so far as to say that we are like friends, friends, because I can only wish. And if we were, if we are, Lana, please tell me. But like I said, I don't put a lot of expectations on people. I'm not the kind of person who is like a social climber or a clout chaser at all. So and to any capacity that Lana wants to be friends, wants to come on this show, the door is wide open. But I'm not like chasing her down by any means because I'm just not that kind of person. But I'm such a huge fan of her, her music, her personality. She's so humble, so cool, so kind, so down to earth, just so creative and brilliant. And I learn a lot from her. So I'm very thankful just to to have her beautiful art and music in the world for all of us to enjoy. And I love her so much. Rhiannon says, which podcast guest are you manifesting next? So on that note, I will definitely say I think Lana would be an amazing guest. So let's let's put that on the manifestation list. A few other people who are at the top of my list right now are Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium. I cannot think of anybody who'd be more aligned to come on the show. Definitely Joe Dispenza. He's at the top, top, top. I'm so obsessed with him. And then lately, I've been really into following some bloggers in New York, like Paige Lorenz, who has been like posting all of this beautiful fashion content. And her boyfriend is a tennis player. And I'm just loving her YouTube. I'm loving her Instagram. I think that she would be a really amazing guest on the show. Also, Alex Earl. on that note, I think it would be so fun to talk to her about TikTok and her rise to fame and the Alex Earl effect and all the things about her. So I'm pretty much all over the board. And then my very, very favorite, most manifested guest who I'm dying to have on is Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham Hicks. And she's always going to be number one on my list. So Let's manifest her. Oh, lastly, Amber Filler up. She is a mom to four. She lives in Arizona. She has multiple businesses. She's been blogging since even longer than I have. And I have just been a fan of her since day one. So let's manifest her on. If you're also her fan, let's make it happen. Okay, Cami says, do you and Jonathan ever fight? You seem like the perfect couple. We definitely do. And (laughs) we will answer this question when we do our couples episode. So you guys can look forward to going deep on that. But I know I feel like people online seem like they're the perfect couple. But behind closed doors, everybody is human and everybody has stuff going on. But overall, because we're such good friends with each other and we started off as best friends all those years ago, I do feel like we get along impeccably well. And he's just my person in every way, shape and form. And I feel really, really lucky to have him and to just have such a calm relationship with him because I cannot handle anything non-calm at home, especially these days. Thank you for asking me that question. I love you so much. I love all of you. These questions were amazing. Let's do a part two. So keep sending your questions in to me, send them on Instagram, on the blog. You can email them to me. 
and we will do a solo part two Q&A coming right up. Also, be sure to check out our new TBB Angel Number merch. It has officially launched today and you can find it at the link in the show notes or on shopdearmedia.com and just go to The Balanced Blonde there. But I'll also do blog posts about it. It'll be all over my Instagram. We're going to celebrate. We'll also do a giveaway of the new TBB Angel Number merch for everybody who rates and reviews the show. And post a screenshot of yourself to your story listening to this episode. And I will enter you to win the Angel Number merch. We have two t-shirts. We have an amazing hoodie with the best design ever. And we have a mug that says your angels are always with you with a 201 manifesto. And also in the next solo episode, I'll tell the 201 story. But 201 is my angel number my lucky number and so many of you who've been listening to the show for all these years it has also become your angel number and oh my god this is episode 333 the angel number episode holy moly how could this be more perfect i'm so excited i love you guys so much and thank you for being here i'll talk to you next week Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balanced Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.